This is episode 24 of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about avoiding marathon training burnout. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season four of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running. Yes. Two women tonight, as was the case last week, and will probably be the case of the next episode. Katie's doing well, I'm sure, but probably still super busy. But how are you doing down in North Carolina, Megan? Good. Warm, but good. Enjoying the last week or so of break before I go back to school. School starts next week. Well, it starts August 18th or when teachers report. Yeah. But I have two trainings this week on Wednesday and Thursday. And then pretty much the next week I'll be in my room because I want to be able to get my room done before pre-planning yeah. so that during pre-planning I can do other things besides try to get my room ready. Okay. So there's room prep and then there's pre-planning and then there's actual school. Yes. And before that is the trainings. <laughs> Yes. So it's very, uh, I did this past week was full of trainings and I was in trainings four days last week and then I'll have two days this coming week and then I'm going to try to get ready for the school year. Nice. And how are things looking for the new school year? Good. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Good. I learned a lot of stuff last week at my trainings that I'm excited to use. So that's nice. Awesome. And you and Marshall are doing good? Yeah, he's started his new job last week, and he was really happy with it, so that's all good there. All right, cool. Yeah, he's on a hunt. I'm, he was looking at Craigslist and found a free bookshelf and filing cabinet for my classroom, and then by the time they were, he responded, they were gone, and so now he's oh. on this very mad hunt to find me a bookshelf and a filing cabinet. <laughs> like, it's this very important task I'm like I just kind of wanted them because they were free he's like but would they make your classroom easier would it make your job better I was like yeah he's like then we need them oh yeah so it was really sweet so he spent yesterday at flea markets and stuff trying to find stuff which he didn't but there's a couple more weeks before school yeah and like I said I'm not worried about it anyway but it'll work out well I hope so I hope you guys find something and uh, I guess that gives them something to do while we're recording. Yeah. So things are good here. We actually just got back from a weekend at my, my mom's house in Dexter, Maine, which is like a three-hour drive north. We don't get up there very often, so I was glad that we had the time to do it this past weekend. It was my niece's birthday. My niece Jocelyn just turned 18, so that was very exciting, and it was really good for all of us to go up there and to and to see family and and to spend time together. And then while we were there at the the party, it was actually her um one of her closest friends that threw the party for her, and we were at his house, and we got talking to his mom, and they had a litter of newborn kittens upstairs, and we had to go check out the adorable kittens, and then she was asking if we were interested in a kitten, 
And of course, my daughter was all over that. She's like, yes, because she's been wanting a kitten forever, like pretty much since we got BB. (laughs) So anyway, long story short, we ended up coming home with a brand new kitten, which is super adorable. He is with this little black fur ball and he's got these little white feet and like a little stripe of white down his face and he is so super cute and these bright blue eyes no name yet but uh he is just he's too cute and he just won't stop meowing and um we introduced him to bb and like at first we kept him in our room because i guess you're supposed to keep him separated we put a baby gate up so he couldn't get out but bb like came up to the baby gate and was sniffing him and he started meowing so she jumped over and she just started licking him (laughs) So she's like grooming him and everything and like being mama cat to him and so they're they're getting along great. <laughs> but it's exciting. I don't know what to do with a kitten. Um we're, you know, googling stuff and we have to like feed him like kitten powdered baby milk <laughs> stuff cuz he's you know, supposed to be nursing right now. So so we have to feed him from like a little syringe, just give him a few drops in his mouth and he's just the cutest little thing. So that is my excitement for the day, <laughs> adjusting to life with a new kitten. And uh, yeah, that's it. We had a long ride in the car, happy to be home, and then back to the grind, back to work. It's been crazy busy here. I mean, just so much. I, I can't even get into all of it, but more of that to come. So another fun-filled <laughs> summer for me. Are you ready to talk about some running? I am. All right. Okay, well, I've only had three runs this week. I did four on Monday, and my stamina was a lot better, but it was just pretty tough. It was just a tough run because it was warm, but I was really happy that I was able to run it all and keep my heart rate pretty low. And then on Thursday, I did five miles with my friend Michelle. We did the Strawberry Road Race Loop, and uh, it went really well. It was nice and easy. My endurance was good, and it just felt great. You know, I didn't struggle at all, and so it was just a wonderful, a wonderful run. And then my last run of the week, I did today at my mom's house, And my mom said she wanted to do a little bit of my run with me. So we did the first three miles together. And she did did a bit of a walk run. And I just kind of jogged really slowly next to her. And we just chatted. And that was really nice. It got pretty warm. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before. But where my mom lives is really hilly. Like you just can't avoid going up massive hills no matter which way you run. Um, Which is nice because when you're starting out it's all downhill. But then at the end of your run you have to come back up those freaking hills so the three miles you know we were going at her pace so they were pretty easy for me and then um she went back home and then I turned around and did another five miles for a total of eight and I I ended up picking up the pace a little bit which was nice because it felt really good and at one point like I'm running up route seven and I see this big at first what I think is a big black dog ahead of me like in the road and then as I get closer I'm realizing it's really fat and wondering if it might be a black bear and so at that point I'm like hmm 
better turn around and not run towards it in case it is a bear. Uh, where, where my mom lives is really rural and you know, it probably was a dog, but I wasn't going to take any chances. So I turned around and ran the opposite direction and uh, more downhill running, which was nice. But then coming back up towards my mom's house was all uphill. And so I ended up slowing down a little bit at that point. But I was pretty happy with this run today because for an eight mile run, I had like mile six and seven were both in the 11s, which is really good for me lately. Um, it certainly helped that it was a lot cooler today for sure, but it was a good run and I ran it all even running up the hills and I felt great at the end of it. I'm just so happy to be running again and to be doing longer runs at, you know, not too terrible of a pace. So So that was my training week. I got a total of 17 miles this week and just looking to keep the consistency up next week with another three more runs. So that is where I'm at. That's fabulous to get 17 miles in and three runs. So you're doing really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't, I don't want to run back-to-back runs yet. I still want to have rest days between runs, but my legs seem to be pretty good with the distance, so I'm just gonna try and keep that steady. I don't want to increase too much from here, but but yeah, keep it keep it right around, you know, right under 20 miles for now is good until I add a fourth run in, I think. So how has your training been going, Megan? Well, good. I um, had something really exciting happen for the month of July. I had my first 100-mile month ever. Awesome. Which is just such a exciting feeling to be like I ran a hundred miles this month really a hundred and six point six so I'm like what because I still think back to when jogging for 30 seconds during couch to 5k I couldn't breathe and I thought I was dying yeah I was like why am I doing this is it time yet oh no it's only been 10 seconds I have to keep going can I walk and now I ran 106 miles in the month of July. So <laughs> didn't you wait a minute? Didn't you last year only run for the whole year, like a total of like two or three hundred? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you're like a third of that in one month. <laughs> yeah, last year's total mileage. So that's crazy to think about too. How much I'm running right now. So my 650 mile goal is going to be definitely completed at this rate. Because August and September will both be 100-mile months as well. Mm -hmm. And I only have 288 miles to go. Oh, nice. So I would only have to average 40 miles a month, you know, for October, November, and December. Not even 40 miles. 15 miles a month for October, November, and December. And October, I'm running 26, so I'm pretty sure I'll be okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But um, this week... I am trying to not pay attention to paces because I keep looking and I keep getting slower and slower every week. And I know it's just because of the heat. It's just so hard and it's been so hot. Monday night I did, we did pyramids, 200, 400, 600, 800. No, no 600, 200, 400, 800, and then 400, 200 again. How much do you love those 800s, huh? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I don't, and I know we have actual 800 coming up sometime in August or September. Yeah. No, not looking forward to those. 800s are hard. They are, but it'll be easier at that point because you'll have the fitness gain from these workouts. That's true. I know it sounds crazy, but when I started my interval workouts when I was marathon training, my I started with 400s, which were brutal, and then I went to 600s, and then I went to 800s, and each week it was easier than the week before. 
Okay, I can get behind that. It was, I think, 95 degrees out when we did the <sighs> pyramid because it was about 6.30 in the evening. It was in the 90s. I know that for sure. That's crazy. We did it on the shaded trail, though. So they weren't even flat. They weren't on a track. They were on the trail and there were hills involved, but it was shaded. So that was the compromise we made. And then Wednesday, I did tempo miles, five of them on the treadmill. And I did my warm up and cool down miles at 1120 Mm -hmm. and my, or maybe 1126, something around there. And my three tempo miles at 1020 pace. And that felt pretty good. The last one was like probably the last half mile. I was huffing. I was like, this is difficult. And I was sweating a lot, but I didn't feel terrible at the end. So I was like, okay. So like we were talking about last week, I guess my tempo runs are close to my marathon training pace, like my marathon pace runs. So I don't know if I'll actually do 1020 for my marathon pace, but my goal is really at my half marathon pace, which is 1058 yep. or 1052 in the 1050s. If I could do that for my marathon, I'd be ecstatic. It'd put you under five hours. Yep. It'd be about 448. I think I did that math the other day because mm-hmm. I think 11 minute miles for all 26 is like 446 or something. So it's somewhere in that range, definitely under five but I'm not worrying about time because I'm really just going to finish. So sometimes on long runs, I just do the math for fun and figure out what it'd be, but mm-hmm. I don't really stress it. I did Friday miles. I didn't make it to Thursday again. I don't know if that'll happen. It's my goal for this week. I am um, trying to get up in the mornings when Marshall goes to work. He's been leaving around 6.20. So to help me get back in the routine for school, I'm going to try to get up at... um. 620 with him even if I'm just up and so I should be able to get my runs in in the morning but I did four easy miles I think I did them around the same 1120 pace mm-hmm. those were fine and then Saturday morning so oh that was at 6 p.m. so then Saturday morning I got up and ran 15 miles crazy to think about 15 mm-hmm. miles how'd it go it was very hot and very hilly And I finished them, and I feel really good about finishing them. Mm -hmm. I think there was, I'm looking it up now, but like 500 feet of elevation gain. Nice. 400. (laughs) Yeah, 509 feet. So it wasn't, you know, nowhere near flat, very hilly. Right. Um, I did it slower than I've been doing all my other long runs, and there was lots of stopping. I stopped to use the bathroom a couple of times. I I think that, and then I stopped while the friend I was running with, she went and got water in a gas station, and we stopped there, and then they're stopping at lights and everything because we were running in the city. So it took me probably four hours, all told, even though I was running for about three hours and 15 minutes of them. Yeah, it was 87 when I finished full sun, so the heat is just lovely right now. I love it so much. Wow. I- just love running in it it's so glorious and you know when the dew point's 72 and humidity is like 80 percent it makes running really really great and um I don't mean any of those y'all it sucks (laughs) so bad right now but it'll make me a stronger runner that's all I keep telling myself when you run your marathon it won't be this hot hopefully 
although it could be, but hopefully it won't be. Last year when you ran the same race, the half version, it was 60 and overcast and you were worried it was going to rain on you. And that was glorious. So maybe it'll be that same way again. So just hope for that. (laughs) And I do. I feel stronger as a runner. Marathon training's really, I guess, giving me a lot of confidence about doing it, following the training plan, hitting Mm -hmm. all my runs every week. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how empowering that was because... As everybody knows, I've never followed a plan, ever. I never run all of the runs. I lie, I've missed two. But in seven weeks, so in 28 runs, I've missed two. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, running my 15 miles like I did Saturday was the first time I actually thought, hey, you could probably finish a marathon. And I really didn't think I could before then. But running 15 miles, and even though... It was hard, and I didn't feel good. I knew that I could go 11 more. Right. They wouldn't be pretty, and they wouldn't be glorious right now, but I could do it. (laughs) If I had to walk the rest, I knew I could move my body for 11 more miles. Mm -hmm. And there's always kind of that worry doing something new where it's like, I don't know if I can go anymore. And it reminds me of the way I felt when I ran my first eight miles training for my first half. Like, oh, I did eight. I could do a half right now. I mean, I could finish. I know I could. So it's just very weird. It feels like starting running all over again, kind of, just how everything feels new and so exciting Mm -hmm. the way like it did when I was training for my first half. So that's very, I guess, sweet to think about. I'm excited for you. I remember that feeling and I hope to have it back someday. (laughs) I'm just, it's really great. That's really great. And I think that the cool thing, like, if you keep running regularly after your marathon, you know, after you recover and whatnot, if you plan on doing more fall running, I think you're really going to be happy with how much easier it is then. Because you have, you'll have, like, such a boost from all of the training and from the marathon itself and from the recovery and from the cooler weather. You know what I mean? Like, I ran, like, my best races ever after my marathon, and like, that's what yeah I'm looking at that I'm so excited um Marshall I was talking to him because he was thinking about a a half and I found one in December nice. so that would put he and it's through race 13.1 so it'd still be free nice. with the money we have and it's just only an hour hour and a half away the same place the other one was going to be just the other direction and um It'd be in December, so we wouldn't have to start training until the end of September when it really cools down here. So I was like, okay, because our highs should be out of the 90s then, and our lows will go down to the 60s again. Should be out of the 90s by December. <laughs> or, well, I mean, for when he starts training in September. Oh, okay. But at Christmas last year, we were wearing shorts and short sleeves, so there's no telling sometimes. <laughs> okay, but don't you dare get down to a two-hour half marathon before me, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've found that, and this is really funny, my pace really starts to slow down probably after 10 or 11. Like I can be really strong and then 10 or 11 is where I start to definitely drop off and just the miles get to me. Right. That's going to change after you get more of those longer runs under your belt for sure. Like once you get up to 16, 18 milers, 13 is going to be a piece of cake. And that's what... I know logically, but right now it's just like I can feel and I need to get better at fueling because I fueled 
this week at three and a half, and then I think seven and a half, and then forgot to until the end. Oh, ooh. Yeah. So, and it was more, I was just trying to finish, and I just wanted to get done, and I didn't think about it, which is not going to happen on race day, but it did happen today or Saturday, and I was just like, oh, yeah, and I finished, and I was like, oh, you didn't take any fuel after mile seven huh yeah no wonder you actually have to have like a strategy and like plan out like when you're gonna eat which normally for like a, a you know a normal run you would just kind of take it whenever you need it but it's really important to have a plan that you're gonna fall on race day so that it doesn't all go to hell you know and now's the time to do it during those those long training runs yeah I think when I'll get longer I have 16 in two weeks and that'll be a good test and then I have two 20 milers Mm -hmm. so the those are definitely going to be some of the actual fueling strategies Mm -hmm. where I'm going to try to do it as close to what I do on race day as possible because they'll be both towards the end of September or I think one's the middle of September and one's the end something like that so if something goes wrong with the first 20 miler I can fix it and run the second 20 and feel more prepared sure I've been having I've been trying to figure out what to eat the day before that's been the hardest thing for me right now it's all it's so much to think about and marathon training gets to you think about marathon training and you know it's there's so much involved in it and how much time is involved but you don't really realize until you do it about how much you're thinking about running and how much time you're spending running and how much time you're spending getting ready for running because you don't do anything but get ready to run again I feel like sometimes it's like, okay, I can't do anything tonight. I have to run tomorrow or there's nothing to do. I got to make sure I eat good because I have a long run tomorrow. I have to make sure I do this and drink all this and do all this because I run and I've been trying to be so good about it and it works because I'm on summer break. So it doesn't matter anyway. I'm not doing anything, but it's just one of those things that you hear everybody who trains for marathon tell you it's really time intensive. It takes a lot of time. And if you aren't doing it, you're like, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure. And then when you sign up for your marathon, you're like, I know people said it takes a lot of time. I'm sure it does. But it doesn't really sink in until you're living it and doing it and being like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, marathon training is my life. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, because Marshall laughs at me. He's like, you're cramping my Saturday style. <laughs> so he'll, he'll be like, I wanted to go do stuff today. I'm like, that's great. You can go do it because I'm going to lay right here. And I'm not going <laughs> to move because I ran 15 miles. Or we can go, but let me nap first and we'll go do whatever you want. That's the thing about marathon training after those long runs, coming home and then just passing out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to do anything. I've Because I was up at, you know, 530 running by seven, ran for four hours. And then I got home by the time you get home and shower, it's noon and you've yep. already been up seven hours and you're <laughs> like, can I go to bed yet, please? <laughs> so those are the things too. Like marathon training requires naps. You yep. don't think about that until. And it's, it's, it's not even like you have any choice in the matter. It's like you lay down for a minute to rest cause you're exhausted from the run. And then you're just out. Like I'm not a big napper, but marathon training brings out the napper in me. Like, it's compulsive. Yeah, and then your legs are sore after your run, so you don't want to do anything anyway. You yeah. just want to sit, and there's they hurt, so there's nothing fun to do. So you just nap anyway, because your legs hurt, and you're tired, so you might as well. So it's very, 
fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all kinds of it. excuses. Um, I've lost like three pounds because I just can't eat as much as yeah I can burn. You know, when I burned 1400 calories in a 15 mile run. That's as much as I would be eating in a normal day. (laughs) So I would have to eat double to maintain my weight. No, I hardly eat at maintenance half the time. And you want me to eat double? So marathon training lets you eat junk. You got to replenish those glycogen stores for your next long run. Very important. (laughs) So I've been like, I'm like, Normally, I would drink water after a long run, but I've been having a soda just because I know I need the calories because I'm not going to get them food-wise mm. because you miss, I miss breakfast half the time. You, you know, if I'm not finishing around till 11, I shower and it's noon. Okay, time for lunch. You know, and I fuel and stuff and drink Gatorade, so I'm getting some breakfasty calories in, <laughs> not like actual food. No. <laughs> So these are all the things that are going on, all the non-running marathon training things that happen that nobody tells you about. They're like, it's a ton of miles and you have to adjust, but they don't tell you. You also have to plan so much more food and buy so much more and (laughs) hear from people every time you run. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so great. You ran 15 miles or that's so amazing. I could never do that. Or you're crazy. You were up at, you were running at seven this morning for 15 miles? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain why that's not as crazy as it seems. That's awesome. So You're doing so great. I feel really good. I feel like a runner. I mean, I've felt like a runner before, but there's something about marathon training that for me just feels different. Yeah. And I think it's because when I first started running, I set the goal of running a marathon eventually. And then now I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it is like, whoa. It really is. So awesome job, Megan. What's on the plan for next week? It's a cutback week. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, I've got some speed work. They're called wind sprints. I'm not really 100% sure what they are. Y'all here next week what wind sprints are. I think there's something about running into the wind or sprinting like you're, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. We'll be here about them when we go. I go, there's a group of us who do speed training together. So usually before we go, he explains it to us and I just do it then because I'm not going to remember beforehand. So looking at it anyway, because I've looked at it two or three times already and still can't remember. So (laughs) it'll be okay. And then um, I'm going to yoga Tuesday night. Because the two, I felt better the one week I did. Mm-hmm. I know I did, and I missed it for two weeks, and I'm going back. I liked it. It felt good. I know it stretched some of the muscles. Nice. I went to yoga this week, and I did not like it. <laughs> Maybe everything's just been really tight because I haven't been doing yoga, but I couldn't balance worth the crap. I kept falling over. <laughs> Everything was tight. I was terrible. I was like, man, I used to love doing yoga. I guess I need to either do more of it or just stop. (laughs) (laughs) And then I've got five tempo intervals, which now that I fixed my pace on, I'm excited about doing. Nice. And then I up my easy miles to five miles. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be, it's more time intensive. So I'm definitely going to have to do it in the morning. And I'm really aiming for Thursday this week. But again, we'll see. I said that last week and it didn't happen. So who knows? 
And then I only have 10 miles on Saturday for my long run. Only 10 miles. Right. That feels so weird to say. (laughs) But last week was 15. So I'm only doing two thirds of that. So it's going to be pretty great. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. And uh, the friends I've been running my long runs with, they are training for a marathon that's a month later than mine Mm -hmm. on November 12th, Richmond Marathon. And I've always, I've been having to do two extra miles because our long runs haven't matched up. So I do their route and then add on two at the end, which is really mentally tough, mind you. Mm -hmm. I will tell you it is to have finished a run and then everybody else is done and you still have to go two more. Yeah. But they'll be doing 14 and I'll only be doing 10. So Ah. I'm excited to be like, ha ha (laughs) y'all. Nice. But I'll probably wait around uh, a couple of the faster girls. They have been bringing chairs and waiting for us to finish to cheer us in, the slower people. So that's been really nice to have that there. They said they were training their husbands to not expect them home earlier. (laughs) We're running. This is how long it takes. And they wait like an extra 30 to 45 minutes afterwards. (laughs) And you know what? After run, beers count too as part of the run, just so you know. Yeah, that I'm drinking uh, wine right now. So. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing how next week goes for you, and hopefully you have a nice, relaxing cutback week. <laughs> oh, and oh, by the way, I just checked up my um the last five miles of my run that I ran today. I I logged on um, Nike Plus because my mm-hmm. watch died. And just in my last five miles, 684 feet of elevation gain. That's crazy. I'm telling you, it's hilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, but it makes me a stronger runner, so. Yeah, I can, when we were doing the hills, it was definitely, I could feel it in my hamstrings and my butt. I was like, oh, and they were sore, like, and it's funny because a couple hours after I'd ran my 15, I was like, okay, I could probably go run again now. But during it, I was like, this is terrible. I want to quit. I st- but I have to get back. I have to go. And then when I finished the 13, I waited like five minutes. I drank Gatorade. All right. I drank a water. A water. And then I was like, okay, I have to go now. <laughs> so I ran my two. And they were two of my fastest miles and like out of – my first four were fast, and um, that was one thing I was going to talk about is it's funny to see. You can almost look at my pace and see how the heat rises, like the temperature rises, because for my long run Saturday, my first four miles, when it was a little bit overcast and in the low 70s, were in the 10s. Wow. Like 1040, 1019. Nice. Around there. And then as the sun came out and the temperature rose – it was like 11s and then 12s. And then when it got into the 80s, it was like 14s where you could tell I was walking a lot, mm-hmm. trying to just not overheat or my legs were killing me. And then after I took the break, drank the water, those were in um, the 11s. Awesome. So I was like, okay, it's definitely heat related. So that's been making me feel better. It's not like suddenly I started marathon training and can't run fast anymore. Right. Yeah, it's the heat. It'll be better. You're still doing awesome. So, Good job. Are you ready to move along to our weekly topic, which is avoiding marathon training burnout? Yes. All right. 
So this comes from an article from runtothefinish.com, and it's 12 Ways to Avoid Marathon Training Burnout. I thought this might be relevant to you, Megan. Maybe not quite yet, but I imagine as we're getting closer and closer to marathon and training intensifies, you might, it might be, it might come up. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever get tired of running? You've certainly been asked this at least once in your running history. On stellar running days, you laugh and proclaim how much you love it. But towards the end of marathon training, you take an extra beat before muttering something about a runner's high. After all, we can't admit to non-runners any potential misgivings about our decisions to run 26.2 miles, lest we give them any reason not to join our league of crazy. Burnout is a condition that has physical, emotional, and psychological aspects. Burnout is real, leads to fatigue, loss of motivation, depression, and even anger. Burnout, not to be confused with overtraining, though the two often happen simultaneously, usually rears its head as a serious case of our inner terrible two screaming, but I don't wanna, every time we're supposed to lace up. If left unchecked, you give in because who can resist a crying baby forever? You skip a run and it feels kind of fantastic. Then another run, which makes you feel guilty, but then you've excused a long run and suddenly it's marathon weekend and you're left wishing you'd applied a little tough love. While every training cycle will have highs and lows, here are 12 ways to help avoid or recover from marathon training burnout. So your first one is to release performance goals. Sometimes burnout is a direct result of many runners' type A tendencies, needing to follow the plan to a T, nailing every workout, and of course focusing on that massive PR attempt can lead to unnecessary stress. Matt Fitzgerald discusses the idea of fun leading to improvement in his book, Run, prioritizing enjoyment and trusting that the more fun we have in training, the fitter we will become. This allows us to be flexible with our training and releases the performance pressure because no matter the finish line result, we've enjoyed the journey. Race. In complete contrast to the above tactic is to jump into a 5 or 10k race in the next couple weeks. Many runners get reinvigorated to train hard by a little extra competition and often from the surprising results that show they are making progress. Important note here, if you are feeling fatigued, worn out, or on the brink of injury, then be smart enough not to employ the tactic of racing. You can also cross-train. It goes without saying that one way to get over running doldrums is simply to stop running. Do something else for a day or even a week. Often a few days of moving your body in new ways or slowing down with yoga will leave you jonesing for a run. At a minimum, it will give your muscles a break so you can head out on fresher legs. As Coach Amanda Loudon reminds us, the biggest running mistake is not resting. Give your body a chance to absorb all the work you've been putting in over the last few months. Another tip is to know that it's normal. Even the most talented, dedicated, hardcore athletes experience burnout. Find comfort in knowing that nearly every runner has moments of doubt at some point in weeks 12 through 16 of an 18-week cycle. Misery loves company and all that, but more importantly, you know that this feeling will pass for you, just as it has for all those who have trained before you. Time management. Marathon training inevitably takes more time than we assume. It's not just the run, there's the warm-up, the cool-down, the stretching to prevent IT band pain, the ice baths, the time planning more healthy snacks because you're ravenous, the extra laundry, and the extra sleep. As we already discussed earlier in the show. (laughs) Yes. 
Another tip is to ease up on pace. Not every run should be done at the same pace. Ensuring you have a solid mix of easy and intense keeps you from beginning to dread workouts because you know some days will simply be about enjoying the movement and others about mentally feeling stronger. Many runners get caught up in the numbers on their watch instead of focusing on building mileage. The midpoint of marathon training is often where peak mileage occurs and thus intensity may need to drop. And another tip is adventure. Remember this entire experience is an adventure. Each day you're learning new things about yourself. Who knew I could run that far? Can't believe I pushed through that one. Something in my body doesn't feel right. By focusing on the entire journey, it makes each run more important and more enjoyable. When your soul focuses race day, the individual runs lose importance and thus desire declines. Connect. I am a major proponent of solo runs for mental and physical benefits, but sometimes the best way to beat burnout is a running buddy. Maybe it's a group you run with all the time. Maybe it's seeking an entirely new crew for a change of scenery. Chatting can certainly help to pass the miles and make you look forward to the workouts. Just remember your group should be supporting you, not pushing you so hard that every workout becomes a race. That can definitely lead to injury and burnout. Find your joy. One of the unintended side effects of being injured is that you realize just how important running has become in your life. Most runners will hold on to that feeling for a month or so after returning, but it's possible to keep it going for many years if you spend a little time on each run simply remembering why you love it. Maybe it means checking out some Pinterest boards for motivation. Maybe it means reviewing your training logs or looking at race medals. Or maybe it's simply remembering that without the really bad runs, you'd never appreciate the ones that leave you feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, I try to remember that after every bad run is like how good it's going to feel to run good again. (laughs) Next tip is having long run only goodies. It might sound strange, but put aside a few things that you are only allowed to use or have on long runs. I love my Vega pre-workout energizer, but I save it for long runs. Maybe for you, it's Swedish Fish, or the one day you allow yourself a Froyo date with the fam. I have audiobooks that I save just for the long run because it makes me think all week about getting back out there to find out what happens next. It's an added bonus that gets me excited to spend a few hours on my feet. I'm a book nerd. It's okay. Instagram hashtag tweet it. Head down, pushing through, we often miss the beauty of the areas we're running through. Under normal circumstances, I would say put that cell phone away, but oddly in this one instance, thinking about a photo to share from the run forces you to connect with where you are. Once you've posted, add a few hashtags like fitfluential, sweat pink, runner, find your strong. I always do runner girl. This is mine. <laughs> yep. And watch the running fitness community show up to be your cheerleader. On bad runs, they help remind you it will pass. And on great ones, they give you a virtual high five. And the last tip here is rave runs. My favorite thing about running is the simplicity. Walk out the door, start running. But driving to a special spot for a long run can make all the difference when training is beginning to feel hard or like a chore. We have to get up extra early to drive to Flagler beach or clay road but no matter how hard the run i can't stop smiling in those places it's absolutely worth it every time i know that i do that sometimes back when i was training last fall i felt found myself doing a lot of the same runs over and over again you know running my same loop around town and so if i couldn't like meet up with a running buddy and run um 
you know, with them or switch it up that way. A lot of times I drive to a different place just to run somewhere new, have a change of scenery and really enjoy the view. So I think that's a good tip too. So hopefully if you are going through marathon training right now and experiencing a little burnout, there are some tips that might help you get through some of those harder weeks of training. And up next we have Runner Girl Recommends. My recommend this week is actually going off of a recommend that I gave a few weeks back. I had recommended the So Delicious Coconut Milk Vanilla Ice Cream but I was shopping for one of my clients the other day and I happened to notice the store I was in had the no sugar added chocolate flavor and I was like oh my gosh low carb chocolate ice cream I am getting it and I have been hooked ever since I've literally eaten it every day I probably go through like two pints a week I only stick to one serving half cup serving every day and that's like my guilty pleasure at the end of the day but it's not so guilty because you know, no added sugar, one gram of sugar per serving and only like four grams net carbs and 100 calories. And it actually tastes like chocolate ice cream. It is so good. So I had to recommend it even though I had already recommended the vanilla. Definitely I haven't bought the vanilla since I found the chocolate. It's that good. And I really like the vanilla too. So, So my recommend was so delicious, no sugar added chocolate ice cream. Megan, what's your recommend this week? My recommend this week is from Aldi, which is a grocery store. I don't know if you guys have them up there near you. I know they're kind of sporadic throughout the United States. Nope. They're kind of like a cheap grocery store. Like they specialize in low prices for things and not really, they don't have name brand anything, not a whole lot of package stuff. But we were walking through today and they had a bottle of wine that was (laughs) $2.89. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really good. It's called Winking Owl is the brand name. And I know sometimes it can be iffy choosing like seeing a $2.89 bottle of wine. Right. You're like, huh, I wonder if a $3 bottle of wine is going to be worth drinking. It is. It's really good. I got the Moscato because that's what I always get. When Trader Joe's had the two-buck chuck, that was pretty good. I think that the price has gone up since then, but that was pretty good for cheap wine. Yeah, and I think it's um, similar to like Trader Joe's two-buck chuck. But they also had red wines and other white wines, but I always choose Moscato because it's my favorite type of wine. And it's really good. So if you have an Aldi near you and we're wondering about their cheap wine and if it's delicious, it is. It pairs really well with marathon training and recording (laughs) podcasts. Awesome. Cheers. (laughs) I've had to stop drinking wine because I found that that's like one of the things that contributes really badly to my asthma. I've cut back on alcohol in general, you know, because of my, my bones, but like red wine really, really aggravates my asthma. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm not drinking that as much anymore. But Moscato's not red, right? Maybe that'll be okay. <laughs> nope. This is white, so and it's really sweet. I don't know if coming from drinking red wine, you'll like a really sweet wine as much, but it's good. I mean, I, I kind of like all wines, so. <laughs> all right, great recommend, Winking Owl Moscato. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. 
This week's Runner Girl of the Week is Nancy from Virginia, who shared a 10K run, and she says, The first five miles were good. That last mile was a tough one, especially since my route wasn't mapped out right, and I had to keep running past where I thought I'd be able to stop. And she just has like a straight face emoji. (laughs) So I definitely know that feeling where you think you're almost done and nope, you got to keep running. And uh, 10K distance, that that can be one of those runs where it's like, yep, I'm ready to be done now. So great job holding through, Nancy. And we choose our Runner Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feeds. If you would like to friend us on Daily Mile or Megan's Smash Run and possibly be a future Runner Girl, all of those links are in the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us tonight? I do. My quote is from Shape Magazine, but I found it searching on Google for quotes. And it says, running is alone time that lets my brain unspool the tangles that build up over days. I run, pound it out on the pavement, channel that energy into my legs. And when I'm done with my run, I'm done with it. And sometimes running is my majority of the time. Actually, it's my thinking time. And it lets me process through stuff or think about stuff and move on. And um, I've noticed since marathon training, my anxiety has gone way down about things. And that's been a really nice side benefit of it because I'm using so much energy running that I don't have a whole lot left for other things. So that's nice. (laughs) It's been, it's been very calming. It gives me a lot of time to think through stuff. And I know a lot of people are like that. Yeah. For me, it's almost the opposite. Like for me, running is an escape from everything else that I have to deal with. It's almost like now I can just focus on this, on how I'm feeling right now in the moment, like whether it's my breathing, whether it's my heart rate, whether it's these goddamn hills, you know, like for me, it's, it's the opposite. It's like, finally, I can just leave everything behind and literally run away. (laughs) Yeah. But I love that quote because I can definitely understand how therapeutic running can be. So that's really great. Well, that's it for episode 24 of season four. Join us next time when we will be talking about how to adjust marathon training when you have to miss a few weeks. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.